Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. What's going on, DJ Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the WGC Match Play. I'm back this week. Took a week off, but I'm ready to go. This is always a fun event, especially when it's March Madness time in basketball. As usual, I am here with Tyler Tambaline. Tyler, what is up, my friend? What is going on, man? It's good to have you back. I like when you're in the hosting chair doing the duties. Had our guy RB on last week. It was a nice pod. Everyone said it was some good information. Definitely you know, a lot going on last week. The Honda was a lot of fun. I will say this, Kenny, you know, we missed it this year being down there live together with everybody. And I was sad about that, but uh, you know, we'll get to the recap in a second. I just think I, I don't feel like we missed as much. Like it wouldn't have been as exciting on hole 18 where we were, you know, chanting Korean chants. Well, you were at Sungjae with, you know, every shot mattering with Fleetwood and Mackenzie Hughes and his mom hanging out right there and everything that we had going on versus Matt Jones up five. Let me just lay up to make sure I don't go in the water so I can get out of here with my W. Good for him. Great play. We'll get to that. But I just thought, you know, we didn't actually miss that much. I don't feel as bad anymore. And I'm definitely excited to get back there next year and probably get a much better finish. Yeah, I went ahead. I hit like the Matt Jones 80 to one first round leader. And then I sort of like not even watched. I have to admit, <laughs> like I just took I sort of took a week off uh, even from the pod. I did my article. Uh, and uh, but I mean, like I just needed some time and I had to work stuff last week. So I couldn't make it uh, onto the pod. So I just literally just like chilled. I had it like on the side TV uh, for most of the time. And I was crushing uh, Last Chance You, the basketball version, which is amazing. By the way, if you haven't seen it, it's incredible. Also, watch the uh, the new Justice League movie. Uh, that was really good too. So that that was sort of what I did with the golf, sort of on the side TV there, just seeing Matt Jones come in and just whoop people's asses uh, on on Thursday and um, on uh, on Sunday. I mean, everyone else sort of fell apart. I mean, no one else was with. What was it? Minus six, minus seven was the next closest score. So it wasn't the most fun tournament to watch. Uh, but it was nice hitting that first round leader and just coasting the rest of the way. Uh, what'd you think of the event? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I mean, like you, we just talked about it pretty much. That's it. You know, Haggy steel CT pan Henley. It's to be expected. Obviously it got pinched squeezed in between the players as well as now the WGC, the Dell match play that we're about to get into and go through plenty of strategy and whatnot, as well as some of the tiers and the groups and everything. We can talk about all that in a bit, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I really was disappointed to not see everybody versus, you know, the, being down there last year, but uh, excited to get back there next year for that portion of it. Other, as far as the event though, nothing too exciting. Like some of the crazy things, I guess, Matt Jones round one, uh, you know, I, I had to ratio you on Twitter. I apologize, but you know, cheering, ho- ho- praying for no win. Like it was a course record. I don't think anyone was going to touch it and he dominated. So good on you. And, and everybody that had that first round leader ticket was incredible. Uh, some of the quotes after said, you know, round of their life that they've seen, you know, round of the year candidate, definitely, you know, just incredible golf out there by Matt Jones. And it just seemed like he was going to close it up. And I did my Saturday night show over on Roto grinders for the round four showdown. I said, like, I don't think he's going anywhere. Sort of a special week. Everything went his way playing some great golf. Aaron wise, interesting conversation piece. Cause obviously he fell out two great rounds 
to start off, but I felt like on Saturday he was already like playing like he could win it on Saturday. And it was like, that's not the case. You still need to grind out this round. I'm sure he's trying. He's a piece of the problem. I'm not you know sitting there speaking for him. I just think that was interesting to me where he, it really did feel like he was playing to try and win this thing on Saturday. And it's like, you can't win here on Saturday. It's an extremely difficult golf course. You're going to have two more full days ahead of you. And maybe it was just the pressure got to him a day early, whatever it might be. But uh, yeah, some good stories. Chase Seifert, great weekend for him to get in the T3. Brandon Hagee, 76 on Saturday, bounces back on Sunday with an incredible under, you know, four under round to take a solo T, a solo second on his birthday, which is a pretty big paycheck there. So that's a nice birthday gift for him. And then just some others, you know, kicking around. ZJ, Sung Jay was still in the mix, you know, Steel, Henley, some of those guys up there. Tringali keeps rolling along. So yeah, it was a, it was decent, man. It just, I don't know, because we weren't there, but it didn't feel the same as the past Honda Classics for me, at least. You know, Wise's week was sort of weird. Like, you know, Saturday, he just blows up, loses, what, a five-stroke lead, just, you know, gets crushed. And then Sunday, he comes back and gets the sort of back in it a little bit early uh, in the round. And then once yeah. he got back in it, he just fell apart, too. So, like, any time, <laughs> like, he was in the lead or, like, close to the lead, he was like, fuck, I suck, and then he sucked. Uh, and then we had J.B. Holmes. Uh, in the final group, who spent like you know twenty five minutes on that second hole. Now I, I guess did Kip Henley loop for him? I think he looped for him, and, and Kip gave me some shit on Twitter, um, talking about uh, me talking shit about um, uh, Jamie Holmes. Uh, and and I, you know I, he's talking about how Jamie's like a good person and shit, and like I mean maybe he is a good person, but the motherfucker's slow. Now the one thing I will say is they were never put on the clock. They were never. Uh, you know, had any rules officials say they were playing too slow, and I think that's the reason why he fucked up. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, it, hurt, it hurt him uh, more than it hurt Jones. He yeah. the best was our guy Baroff on the on the pod last week with us. He tw- he tweeted it. It's just like every other, just like the, all the rest of us up and down to 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 break eighty on eighteen. That he uh-huh. shot a seventy nine on, on you know. Meanwhile, Jones just continues to do his thing, dominate two under, and wins the tournament. So it didn't phase Jones any. It certainly phased Holmes more than Jones. I mean, according to his looper, I mean, the, the guy never had a time violation, never was slow, except for that one second hole where it took like 25 minutes for a rule, rule, <laughs> um, you know, for the rules. And other than that, supposedly he was on time and like, and I guess they ended on time. So I think that's why he fucked up. I think he just got, everyone was talking so much shit about him playing slow and he went out there, played a little bit quicker than normal and just fucked up. So I don't know. There you go with, with JB Holmes. So um yeah I, I was at least matt jones it didn't affect matt jones at all uh, i think matt jones playing quick actually affected jb more because it made him feel like he had to play quicker maybe you know if he played with a guy that was a little bit more deliberate maybe he went back to his old style goes out there and shoots that final round the way he normally does plays really methodically uh but uh, that just didn't happen all yeah, right speaking so of the enough, clock too yeah. real quick was why wise i forgot wise did get put on the clock on Saturday and that yeah. might have messed with them a little bit, but I don't know. Like, I just think it was insane. It was something like you said, I think it was like a 10 shot swing or, or something like a seven shot swing over 10 holes. Maybe is the way I remember it now, but yeah, it was, it was brutal for him, but he'll bounce back, man. He's got, he's young, got plenty of rounds ahead of him. And yeah, shout out to Matt Jones, huge week for him and, and dominant win here at the Honda tough tournament. All right. So the listener league winner was tricky. Eight, one, eight, one. He got, looks like he got all six of six through. Which was uh, a bonus, considering it was like less than 5%, I'm pretty sure, just like normal. It's been this whole freaking season. That's why I've been struggling. But anyways, so uh, (laughs) first off, he had Neiman uh, at 38.46%, finished in what, 25th, 69 points. Brendan Steele, who had just had an amazing Sunday, came back. That He actually didn't save my week, but he helped my week be a little bit better on DraftKings at least. Uh, you know, I was losing my ass, but I had a shit ton of steel and he came back and that got my GBP um, winnings a little bit higher. He finished third, about 25%, 93 points. Russell Henry, he finished third, uh, minus six. He had a good week, um, 23% owned, 93.5 points. Uh, Matt Jones, he had the winner, um, 14% owned, almost 120 points. Uh, Keith Mitchell, uh, 0.34% owned, made the cut, finished 53rd. 57 points and then ryan armor uh 0.17 owned 52 percent 52 points finished in 58th what's taking a lineup yeah just six out of six to get there that was the the part that mattered most right you had to have that pretty much to to win here um you know it makes sense neiman henley basically did you know skipped skipped him at the top 
only went with one 6k guy. And then really the area that was the most popular is that sort of that 7k range with, you know, ZJ, Matt Jones, Wise was getting some and, you know, all these guys in that range. So if you just sort of went away from that a little bit, that's what did it. And having Mitchell and armor at 0.2 and 0.3, that'll separate you real quick when they've, you know, put up some points and made the cut that that's all that matters. And you got the rest of the lineup there. So shout out to tricky 81, 81. We got him into the uh, tournament of champions. I already saw him join there today, added him this morning, and then he'll be in the three man with us here this week. All right. That sounds good. Let's get to this week. Uh, the top golfers in the world had the Austin, Texas for the WGC match play from Austin country club. Uh, it used to be a single elimination a few years ago, just like March Madness, uh, but they changed that format. It's four 16-man groups with the winner of each group moving on through a round of 16. Um, you know, so, you know, it actually worked out pretty well DraftKings-wise. Uh, the first year this happened, I think it was 2019, and it was, and it was a lot of fun. Like, the scoring goes like this. Every hole one is three points. Holes halved is .75 points. Holes lost, uh, minus .75. Holes not played. Point, uh, 1.6 points to the winner uh, only of course match one is five points match halved two points uh three consecutive holes one is five points and then no holes lost in the match which is pretty rare uh, it would be 7.5 points one um now there is some issues like what do you what happens with withdrawal okay because like you know you'll see some guys who are just like oh and two and then like not even play the final round i don't think it happened um, you know, the, in 2019, it might have, I don't remember. Uh, it's been a couple of years, but it's something that could happen. Uh, and if that happens, DraftKings has stated that the non-withdrawal golfer will get 33.8 points total. Uh, so, you know, 28.8 for the 18 holes not played and five points for the win. Again, there's really no way to predict this when it comes to making your rosters and stuff like that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so, you know, unlike most weeks where, you know, knowing how a course is set up is a good base to start your research uh, to see where the golfers fit the course. Matt's play, you know, it's a whole different animal. Uh, in my opinion, the course setup and layout means less than it normally would in a stroke play event. Uh, nevertheless, I'll still go over some of the details with you here. Uh, Austin Country Club, 7,100 yard, par 71 with three reachable par fives and a reachable par four. Uh, it's a classic Pete Dye design with precision and accuracy off the tee is, you know, most of the time more important than distance. Uh, the course actually feels like two different courses as a front nine is much tighter off the tee and the back nine is much more open. Um, now, one thing when it comes to betting because of that, if you got like a bomber out there uh, who is losing after the first nine holes, you know, by a couple holes and then they get to the back where, he, you know, he asks, he can open up a little bit. He's losing. He has to catch up. Uh, and he could just pound driver out there uh, the whole time and just hope and pray, uh, you know, and it could be something to look at when it comes to, you know, live matchup betting. I'm pretty sure draft, uh, uh, some books are going to do that out there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, bunkers are in play off the tee, and there are a few holes with water as well. Uh, the rough isn't going to be as light as, it was, as it's going to be like in Corrales, uh, but it's not going to be like super, super thick. Um, now, the back nine is more open off the tee. Tree, trees line the fairways a bit more on the back than they do on the front. Although there can be, you know, an issue on air and drives on both nines. Uh, on approach shots, golfers will see a wide array of green sizes ranging from small to fairly large. Uh, the greens are guarded by pot bunkers, water, and multiple runoff areas. The Bermuda grass greens have a good amount of undulation and should be firm and quick. Uh, Tambo, what, what's your strategy? How are you going about this week? You know, there is a specific way to go about this match play. And when it comes to DK, why don't you go over it? Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. I guess that's the thing here. You know, you can, we're going to look at the groups guys when we go through it and talk about who we've got in them, who could be some sleepers, things like that. But it all comes down on DraftKings to lineup construction. Uh, lots of sites out there, including myself on Roto Grinders, will be talking about it with the groups and how you set them up to make sure that you can have your lineups end properly so that you can have four guys in the final four and, and head off and collect all those points as they go on to the semis, from the semis to the finals against each other, etc. So that's really what it comes down to. I mean, there's been times, I know it was 2019, I believe it was, was the last one where... Um, it was Lucas Biergaard versus Tiger. And I needed that putt from Tiger to basically win the tournament on Saturday, you know, the GPP. So uh, that didn't work out. I ended up coming in second in that one, but it was just a, to show that's how quickly this thing can be over if you don't build your lineups accordingly. So uh, you can't have, if you like DJ and nah, just talking about group one, who we'll get to in a second. You, if you like 
both those guys, that's okay, but they cannot be in the same lineup together, obviously, because the fact that one of them's out after round one. So if you have Kevin Na lineups, they might have someone like Morikawa and Rom in them from the other side of the, the, the other two parts of the bracket that could end up meeting, uh, you know, where Na could end up facing Morikawa in the semis and Rom could get himself to the semis and beyond on the other side of the draw, on the other side of the bracket. So uh, you'll definitely want to tune in for that stuff. you got to build your lineups accordingly. Using groups is the easiest way. Roto-Grinders, which we should have told you at the top, as always, this podcast is sponsored and presented by rotogrinders.com. Head on over to rotogrinders.com slash DGEN. Get yourself 10 bucks out the first month. This would be the week to do it. I also believe, Kenny, most people, it seems, don't know out there that golf starts Wednesday morning this week and not Thursday morning like always. So uh, the, the bracket and everything like that. So we're doing the lineup HQ show tomorrow on Tuesday, uh, where you guys will be able to go through and see how I'm building up those groups and setting up my lineups for success. As Kenny and I go through the groups, as mentioned, we will go through who we like within them, who could be your sleepers, maybe what, why, when, whatever you need to know, but then you'll have to use that information when you're building your lineups accordingly to make sure that they can meet up in the final four, or however you want to you know put it to be, be able to get there and score those points for you along the way on DraftKings. Yeah, basically some rules to follow. Don't roster two golfers in the same pot. Tambo went over that. Uh, don't roster two golfers who could play each other in a, in, in a round of 16. Uh, you know, the key is, you know, you got to have it. And then also roster a one golfer, at least from each quadrant, so they can actually get to the final four, have that possibility as well. Um, you know, pay more attention to projected ownership. Uh, some chalk will make too much sense to pass up, but wild things seem to happen uh, in match play. Uh, also, don't only roster number one seeds. I think like number one seeds have less than a fifty percent, uh, you know, moving on percentage to the to the to the next round, or you know, so or at least number one, you know, they they they, ha- they haven't made it to the single elimination rounds. Basically, um, I, I don't know how to explain this. Number one seeds just don't go all crazy all the time when it comes to this type of format uh that we've seen so you know what since since they made the change uh to this quadrant type stuff they just haven't had that much success uh, less than 50 percent so you know, keep an eye on that uh look for those contrarian plays look for those cheap plays and let's actually go on let's start off uh so how are we starting this we're doing group one yeah let's do group one because then people can all you know they if they get their brackets in front of them they can go to it and Mix it up. Or if you want, Kenny, I know we should have discussed this beforehand. We're doing it live for the people, but uh, you could also just go with the bracket. If you've got that in front of you, I've got that here as well. And I'm comfortable just starting with the top, upper left corner with DJ, Nah, Bobby Mack, and Adam Long. All right, let's just go group one. That's fine with me. Let me take a look over here. Group one, of course, is going to be uh, on the top left. Let me get this up on DraftKings just to make it a little bit easier so we can see the prices. So group one is going to be Dustin Johnson at 11500 Kevin Na at 7,100, Rob McIntyre at 6,500, and Adam Long at 6K. Where are you going this week? Yeah, it's certainly hard not to like DJ here. I guess for me, there's only two. And like I said, it will, it'll build itself accordingly. The DJ lineups will not have Na. The other ones will. For I just think Na can be sneaky, right? I get Bobby Mack, the Euro contingent, you know, Adam Long, not having the, the greatest results, but he did do okay at the players. So, you know, you never... You never know what to do with a guy like him, but I, I do like Kevin Na, and he's been good here. Fifth, ninth, 17th. He can be sneaky. He can definitely beat a guy. You mentioned it already, Kenny. It's a completely different animal in match play. DJ has one day of mistakes, and that could be enough to cost him the group and not move on. He is also is that number one seed that you talked about. So, uh, you know, numbers have been good. DJ, last couple of events, not so hot, but here he's obviously won it back in 2017. So uh, it's a WGC. That's just what DJ does. I just, uh, I've got a little bit more love for Kevin Na to sneak this one out. So he'd be my underdog pick. If you're going to go with the favorite, it's obviously DJ. It looks like a pretty good group for him uh, you know, as far as draw goes. I just think it's just, like I said, it's one bad day and he's all done. So uh, probably, I'll, be, I'll probably be lesser on DJ for my, Oh, for my um, top tier guys, if you're thinking about pricing. Yeah, I think DJ and Nah are the two most, most, uh, you know, logical guys in this group here. I mean, you can't really go wrong, um, you know, with, with going with one of those two. I mean, DJ, of course, is the favorite, but Nah has played well here, like you said. Um, just, you know, just looking at the stuff, a lot of the stuff that you want to look for 
uh, this week, of course, just putting uh, um, and, and, and uh, you know, short iron approach play around the green and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you could see different ways why, you know, Kevin could be a good pick since he's like the best in the field around the green in this in this field in the last 50 rounds or so. Um, so I think that that's basically a good way to go when it comes to the, that group. Now, group two, I think is the group of death, right? Uh, Justin Thomas, Louis Oost, uh, Oosti, uh, Kisner, and Kutcher. Uh, all these guys have had top finishes uh, in this event in the past. Uh, this one's a tough one. I think you can go with any of the top three uh, in this group. You know, I, I've, I, I, Kisner is the favorite who's come runner up here and first, but Oosti's been playing well here. JT, though, the thing about JT is when he's hot, he stays hot. This is, this is somewhere where you can go with, I think, three guys. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you can't have them in, in the same lineup. And, of course, you've you, you got to try and space them out so they're playing, you know, so you can have one golfer into the final four from each quadrant as well. Who do you like in this range? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, this group, because obviously these are different groups than the past. And if you go back to 2019, Kisner won the event. Matt Kuchar came second and Louis Oosthuizen came fifth. Uh, JT himself is, you know, 24th that year, but fourth the year before. The year before where they were second, Kisner, ninth and ninth for Louis and Kucher, and fourth for JT. So like you said, uh, definitely a tough one to pick between. For me, it's probably, you know, we'll see what happens with this ownership with a guy like JT, but I certainly like Louis and Kisner more anyway, right? I just think if you look at their overall match play records, they're both big time winners, over 60% clip worldwide uh, in this tournament. They've both done extremely well. I had that somewhere here. I'll try and... Uh, get to it quickly yeah kisner's 14 5 and 1 louis 13 6 and 0 this is here at austin country club so uh and then kuchar right behind them 10 3 and 4 so i don't know i i just don't i can't get a lot of love behind a guy like kuch who just hasn't really you know had it in the you know this season at all and and so yes match play is a different animal but then he's going up against literal match play animals in kisner usti and then jt the hottest player uh, well not the hottest player in the world right now but he's coming off the the biggest win with the hottest field as far as every golfer in the world and the players so i i think uh it's definitely a tough one to sift through but again i'm gonna probably w- underweight on jt and uh, the guys i like are usti and kisner here yeah i think the winner of this group can easily make it to the final four it's probably going to be the favorite exactly. for the final four uh, the winner of this group. So I would pound heavily. If you're mass multi-entering, I would pound heavily on those three, JT, Usti, and Kisner. And I think Kisner might be the highest owned uh, in this group. So you might want to throw in a bunch of JT and Usti, especially Usti, who I think is always under-owned. Uh, but I do think this group is important. I think this group is going to be, the winner of this group will make it in their quadrant. Uh, you know, anything can happen, but I think they will be the favorite to make it in their quadrant. So I will be pounding this group. Uh, in MMEs. I'm not playing cash this week, uh, just GPPs. Uh, and I'm going to have a bunch of those three, uh, you know, to, to make it. Uh, those are going to be like my, uh, I guess you can consider, consider them cornerstones, even though you can't have them in the same lineup. All right, so let's move to group number three. Uh, I think, uh, let me go to the prices. JT's 11-2, Usti's 8-1, Kisner's 7-6, Kucher 6-7. All right, so let's get to group number three. We got Rahm at 10-7, Lowry at 7,100, Palmer at 7K, Munoz at 6,100. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it and tie two things together here right quick, Kenny, because I want to back it up just for one second that also I think that I think is extremely important this week is to look at the entire group and what they have to go up against. So back to that group, I, I do like pounding it, like you said, with that group too, because it's guys that we think can definitely make the final, but they, they, they will have to get through some tricky stuff, right? Like they, they already have to go off and face the group of Fitzpatrick, uh, Wolf, Spieth, and, and Fitzpatrick, Spieth, maybe the scary ones there. I'm not going to go through all of it, but just to give an idea, they also in that same quarterfinals would have to meet up with like a Cantley, Harmon, Neiman, Reed, like some of these guys that just could get there against them versus my next play. And that's the segue into why I brought that up to discuss this. I've got, I like John Rom to win the whole thing. Okay. He got second here back in 2000, 2017 on his debut. But the bigger thing for me is who Rom has to go up against. So out of the gate, we're talking about Palmer, who, which is funny enough. We joke about this all the time. The Zurich is coming up a month from now. And those are the partners. And we always talk about Rom and Palmer doing well at the same place. Munoz can always be sneaky. I'm not going to say anything bad about any of these guys. You know, Lowry 36 and eight seems to be coming together. But the reason is, is so that draw feels the best for me overall and I don't feel as worried about the guys around Rom 
And then he goes on to face, you know, it could be Rory, Poulter, X. It can be guys like that that are tougher, but I don't really worry about them as much in a match play setting. You know, Poulter certainly would be a worry if he gets through day. Those guys have some pretty good records. McElroy can, but I still like Rom in a one-on-one. So I like his path to victory more than anybody else. He's certainly my favorite. That's the favorite that I will be the highest on. Uh, I like everything to do with it. The guy that I had here next to him was Palmer, just because it would be funny to me if the, you know, sneaks it out, you know, a guy like Palmer has been playing some of his best golf. So I think, uh, you know, if you look at his numbers coming in 17th at the players stayed hot there, Lowry would certainly be the favorite, but Rom, R- Palmer's a bit cheaper. I'm already saying Romer, Ryan Palmer and Rom. Those are the two for me with a, you know, overweight stance on Rom this week, all the way to the finals. Yeah, I'm with you on Rom. I think uh, I think after the top seed, I think he has the easiest path to the final four. I agree. I think tricky wise, um, you know, like you said, Rory, Cam, Poulter, Day, uh, Xander, those are the ones who have to worry about in the elite eight. But he only has to play one of those dudes. You know yes, what I'm saying? Exactly. He only has to he only has to play one of those dudes in his in his in his like you know Sweet 16 matchup. If he gets past that first round, I think he has one of the easiest Sweet 16 pass to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Rom. I'm with you on that one. Let's move to Group Number Four for this week. It's going to be Morikawa, Homa, Horschel. Uh, Morikawa is ten thousand four hundred. Homa. 7,400, Horschel, 7,200, Poston, 6,300. Go ahead, Tambo. Yeah, this is the complete opposite of the group of death we talked about earlier where uh, basically no, like only Horschel has seen this place. So it's basically, uh, you know, a wide open group. The fun part of the group, I think, is the Post and Homa factor. Uh, those guys are good buddies. Homa's been on a run himself, winning the Riviera, just missing the cut finally at the players after a stretch of like 2.5 million and a win where he was just, Dominant and even, you know, you want to talk about match play factor. So I do kind of have a little affinity here for Homa. His ball striking has been good. The results have been good upcoming. And I think that the thing is for him, you know, you want to talk about match play, talk about that playoff with Finau. You know, this guy was up against a tree and we thought he was dead and he chips it out sideways up and puts the pressure. That's what match play is all about back on Finau to have to make that 10 footer. And sure enough, it, it worked out in his favor where Finau missed. They move on to the next hole and he ends up taking the thing down. And that is match play literally so that is the guy i've got some interest in obviously morikawa is the favorite here going up against everything else so i have got uh on my original sheet here that i've got my unbiased initial sheet i had morikawa and homa as my two guys that i like for this range with a a lean on morikawa just because he's better than these guys by a lot so I the one thing I, I I like sort of like about Billy Horschel this week is how good of his short iron play is. So I think that's something to pay attention to, and he's with decent putting. Um, so you know it's something that I'll I'll be looking at, or, or you know he's a hot putter, streaky putter. I wouldn't say he's a decent putter, but when he gets hot, uh, he can he can perform. So I think that's someone to look at as sort of a sleeper, uh, cheap play uh, in this range. Let's go to group number five for this week. It's going to be Big Daddy. Bryson, Fleetwood, Siwoo, and Rosner. Uh, Bryson's 10-9, Fleetwood 7-8, Siwoo 7-3, Rosner 6-2. Go ahead, Tamo. Yeah, I definitely like Bryson here. He's the other guy at the top that I like. Um, you know, just looking at his, same sort of thing. So uh, Siwoo is the guy that is my sleeper in here that it could, you know, the you know thing that everyone talks about is the Pete Dye designs and you know kisner plays so well on those and he lines up here and all the guys kuchar as well uh to name a few you know polter guys like this that you know usti all these guys that have played well at these courses so i think uh siwoo is the scary one for me but bryson is just so good and if you look at the same thing he's on the opposite side of rom and you said it with rom like if rom wins his first round he goes up against burger english todd or evr if Bryson wins his first round, which is against Fleetwood, Kim and Sibu and, and Rosner, where I don't see a lot of, you know, real issues there. He goes up against Finau, Kokrak, Zalatoris, Fratelli. It's a little bit scarier because those are more wild cards, but I still think Bryson's just, you know, the, the big dog there, like him versus Finau or, or Zalatoris, so just an incredible ball striker that, that would definitely work. You know, you'd be worried at that point, but at the same time, you know, you're going to have some of those guys. Cause that's who you've got winning that tier as well. So it, like you said, you can only have to play one. So Bryson here, Siwoo as my backup. I think Fleetwood will get some love though, uh, but he has been struggling. So I'm not uh, as big on him, but his, he's seen it three times in a row. 
24th, 17th, and 39th. So I'm not sure uh, how people will decide after the miscut, but he always seems to get a little bit of love. We'll have to see. Now, we see some crazy shit in match play before where people will just come out of the blue and, and, and go out and do well. I, I, no one's going to roster Rosner. He's going to be one of the lowest on, but he's just coming off like a 70-foot putt on 18 on the Euro Tour to win an event on the final hole. He's got to be confident. You know, he's going in Fleetwood and, and, and Siwoo. I think he could beat them. I mean, it's, 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 it, he's not that far off a level. Um for those guys, now it's a matter of if you can get past Bryson, but we'll see what Bryson does on this type of course. Again, it, it is a Pete Dye course, um, so we'll see how he goes to the approach about it. If he pounds that driver, what type of method he's going to go? I mean, Bryson has won a USAM, uh, USAM if I remember correctly, right? Then yep. he win a USAM. Yes, he and did. So, you know, so I mean, that's match play. So uh, you know, that's something that you know, he's going to be the favorite in this group, and I do like Bryson, but Rosner, like. 2% owned in this type of format, 3% owned in this type of format could be worth a flyer out there because you <laughs> never know what the fuck is going to happen in these type of events. And the guy is obviously riding high after making that putt uh, to win the, win the Euro event last year. I'm not saying load up on the dude, uh, but if you're like, you know, 10% owned, you could be double the field on him. Uh, so, you know, 10% of your personal lineups, if you're mass multi-entering, it could be someone to look at. All right, so let's move on. We're going to go to group six, correct? Yes, sir. All right, so group six is going to be Xander at 10,000, Dade 8,400, Scheffler at 79, Sullivan at six at six k Who you got? This is a tough one. This is the, uh, for me, I put, I just put hard beside <clears throat> it because it's really tough for me to, you know, waver through this. I think X and Day are the obvious, but don't forget the Texan, Scotty Scheffler. So I think, uh, you know, this is where you have to make some choices, what you think. Now, Day has looked pretty good lately. He's He's been coming around. Nothing too serious, but it's really, as we've said with him, you know, it's been the putter, and that's been the challenge. And if you look at that, it, you know, it makes you worry a little bit. If you look at his overall match play record, though, 24-14-0. and 0. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, he doesn't tie. He just wins or loses, and he's 24 and 14. So uh, overall record is pretty solid in match play. I think he's, uh, you know, for me, the guy I like the most just based on everything. Scheffler would be, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprising, I should say, at all if he came out and got the job done because all he does is fire at pins. It's going to put people in tough positions. If he's on uh, his game hasn't, you know, he missed the cut at the players, but before that fifth, 20th and seventh. So, uh, and then X is just really hard to go away from. He's you know, the, to me, the best ball striker in the group. And, you know, if he's not going to be as owned as some of the guys at the top, because maybe people do think this group is a little more challenging to get through and Scheffler and day. And then who knows with the thoughts on Andy Sullivan, but you know, just the fact of, X always having a little bit more popularity than we think. Uh, it makes me like Scheffler and Day the most and, and just being field or underweight on a guy like X here. Yeah, I like Day. You know, the guy has a good track record here. He won here the first time it happened. Again, this could turn into a putting contest. Whoever's the best putter usually wins these match play events. Um, and then, you know, around the green, he's special. Uh, so I like Day in this, in this range. Let's move on to the next group. It's going to be Patrick Reed, Joaquin, the drink, well, Patrick Reed, 9,600, Neiman, 8,000, Bazidin Hoot, 7,600, Bubba at 74. I, I sort of like Bubba as a cheap play uh, here. Bubba or Reed, one of those two guys, I'll probably play. I'll probably play both of those. You know what I mean? But Bubba has, has that has one here in the past. He's, he's fared well, uh, even though he's not doing well. And, and that's another thing. He's not 
haven't been playing very well. And but it doesn't really matter for match play because you can play like dog shit and still win. <laughs> That's the thing about match play. You can play like straight dog shit in a round and still beat your opponent because they play even more dog shittier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, that, that, that's something that can easily happen uh, when it comes to this. And at that price, at 7,400, you need some cash savings. I sort of like Bubba. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him. He was the um, second guy on my list. I, the guy I like here is actually Neiman. I just, you know, I talk about him all the time. I think ball striking is incredible. His overall game doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Can make, you know, can play well enough to put people to mistakes where, where they're going to mess up in match play. And I think just this is the obvious group where, uh, everyone always wants to play Reed in match play and you you know, do with it what you will. Obviously he's been incredible in match play 24th, ninth and ninth, three of his last four years here, uh, 54th thrown in there, but it's to me, you know, just what the ownership's going to be, the popularity and everything that goes with it. I, I like Neiman and Bubba actually as my two guys in this group, and even Bazudenhout can be a sleeper, man. 41st, seventh, 32 last three times out 41st was at the players. He's got the, around the green game. You never know. He, he'd be a guy that I actually would have down, as a sleeper. So I guess realistically with this group, not trying to name them all, but just Reed would be my least favorite. Neiman would be my favorite. All right. The next group is going to be the, the Euro group of death. Uh, Hatton, sir, group number eight. Uh, oh, it's yeah. going to be Hatton, Sergio Westwood, and Matt Wallace. This one seems like a toss up to me. Who do you like? It is. A, it's definitely a toss up. This is another really hard one to pick from. I got two guys I like quite a bit. And I think that this is another spot where I, I'll definitely go heavy because this is the group I probably like the most, like say my, you know, on the other side of the bracket where I liked Rom so much, I think this group gets there. Like they have to go through if they win before I name them, you know, it's Webb, Casey, Hughes, and Gooch who they'd meet up with in the round of 16. And then in the quarterfinals, it's kind of looking at someone like a DJ, a Sungjae, a Kevin Na, Henley, like whoever you really think can get there, obviously. But I just think this group destroys all the way through. And I definitely think this group ends up in the final four. I don't think many others will think opposite. So I think that'll be popular, but it's all how you go about it. I'll definitely have a lot of shares of all these guys besides um, Lee Westwood. I think uh, just played a little bit too much golf lately. A lot on the go doesn't need it. Like, it, you know, he can definitely do his thing, but I, I like Hatton and I like Sergio uh, the most by far. Wallace is definitely interesting. Like people just don't, uh, people liked him a little bit last week and he didn't come through, but you know, it's just one bad week. It's, you know, who's to say he doesn't come out here and put on a little show. But for me, Sergio, you know, loves it in Texas. Uh, Hatton is just too good, you know, back and forth. I know he just missed the cut at the players and hurt people, but don't forget he missed on the number. It wasn't, uh, you know, a big thing. It just happened to be that way. And of course at 8,500 that week, he was extremely popular and it stung everybody ninth, ninth and 17th here with Sergio fifth, ninth, 30th and 18th. Uh, they're the favorites for me and for a good reason. So I'll definitely be heavy on both of them. Yeah, I think this is a great group for your second or third person in your lineup. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just because of the pricing. Uh, you know, you can get Hatton for 86. You can get Sergio for 83. Um, you know, and I like Matt Wallace at 7K. So, I mean, I think this is a great second or third, um, you know, type of lineup, type of deal uh, for Like you could pair it with like a Dustin Johnson and, and, and this guy go one and two and have one of those, have either DJ or one of these, these guys go into your final four where you're going to have to have, you know, two guys that are, that can play each other in the, in the final or four guys in your lineup that can play each other in the elite eight. Uh, that's the way it's going to be, be breaking down uh, to get four of your guys into the final four. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that, that could definitely happen. I could see that happening with like a DJ and one of these guys in this range if you want to go in that direction. All right, so let's move on to the next group. It's going to be group number nine. We got Webb at 9,100, Paul Casey at 89, Gooch at 66, and Hughes at 61. Who do you like? Yeah, it's another tough group here, but like I said, it's, you know, they're going to be facing off against the group that we just talked about. So, and not something I want to get crazy with. If I had to pick, it's going to be Casey and Webb, uh, but, you know, Gooch is right there and he battled back. I you know a rough start last week, but battled back to make the cut and do his thing. So uh, you could take some flyers here. I'm not too heavy on this group. I like Webb probably the most if I had to pick one here. So, you know, Webb, I've, I've got a bet on. I liked his number before it started today too. I don't know. Like, you know, if you look at his record here, 56, 29, 58, not great. Missed the cut at the players, 
But I just think, you know, back to the, the Pete Dye stuff, the one-on-one, I think Casey will be extremely popular. And I could see Webb get out. And the only thing about Webb and why I like him, why I bet him too, is, you know, when I look at the groups, if he, if he does get out, it's going to be, you know, the, the one tough matchup is, is right there, right away with Hat and Sergio Wallace that we just talked about. But then it's one-on-one at that point. It's almost like a UFC fight where it's, you know, man against man, woman against woman, whatever you want to call it, where it's one-on-one, anything can happen. So I don't hate it, and I liked his betting numbers. So I'll say Webb uh, with a backup of Casey. All right, yeah, I like Webb too uh, in this range. I don't know how heavy I'm going to be with these guys because I do like, I do like that that European uh, group of death in the, in this in this right next to each other, and of course those guys are going to be playing in the Sweet 16. Uh, so I don't know how heavy I am going to be on this group. Let's go to group number 10. Um, it's going to be Cantley at 98, Decky at 82, Harmon at 72, Ortiz at 68. I sort of like Ortiz here as a cheaper player at $6,800. Again, a guy who can get hot with the putter who's great around the greens. Um, I think he can make some noise. Uh, we'll see how Cantley does uh, in this range. But, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't think this group is extraordinarily tough out there. You can see somebody from the bottom, either a Harmon or an Ortiz, get through uh, in this. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to play a bunch of those cheaper guys, uh, either Harmon and Ortiz in this, in this group. So I can fill out the rest of my lineups. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I believe Ortiz lives in Texas as well. And he won in Texas. So um, that's just a little narrative there. I don't hate that. I don't think like, uh, you know, Decky's mediocre, you know, he's done okay, but I don't think he's incredible. Like the, the world's best match play player or anything. The the more crazy part is all these guys missed the cut, except for Harmon who finished third at the players their last time out. So you are messing with that a little bit. I obviously can't late to me is still the favorite in this group. He's the best, but you know, Harmon, he's a bulldog man. Ninth when they played it here in 2018, he, he like I said at the players that he played the Kisner role. Right. He just did what Kisner usually does at the players and got himself up into the top three and collected a big paycheck and did his thing and, you know, grinded his way through it. I think he could easily do the same thing here. And we're talking about Kisner because there's the winner here last year. So uh, I like Harmon and I like Cantlay, but I don't hate your call of Ortiz there. Uh, you know, again, they don't, you know, they don't really have the best run out because they go, they run right into the group we talked about with like Bubba, Reed, Neiman. And then on top of the fact that, you know, the next round they'd face off against Louis Kisner, JT, whoever gets through there, Kucher, whatever that one might be. So I think getting into the elite eight won't be that hard. It won't be as difficult as you think in this range. I mean, Reed's good, of course, but I mean, like Reed and Bubba, uh, you know, you never know with Bubba. Uh, Reed's the one you really got to worry about in in that next range. But like I said, anything can happen in match play. I I, I sort of like the cheap guys in this two range. I'll be pounding Ortiz. I'll be pounding Harmon. Um, when it comes to this group, not getting to the final four, of course, it's going to be a little bit duff- difficult with the group of death uh, up top in group two that they're going to have to go up against. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's go to group number 11 here. Group 11 is going to be Rory at 10-2, Cam Smith at 8,500, Lanto at 69, Poulter at 67. Go ahead, Tambo. Yeah, this one uh, seems like a, a walk in the park for Rory, unless... Poulter gets in his way. Uh, obviously, Poulter has a really good record. 43, 18, and 5 is his is his world match play record. So uh, it sets up well for Poulter. I mean, make some putts, click it up around the greens, make that happen. 17th and 5th, the two times he's played here, last two out. Not a great run for him, last two events, uh, missed, two missed cuts. But uh, Rory, this is, you know, the other thing about this for Rory is, and while I, I do like him quite a bit at the top is like you said, sort of the run out that he gets, he doesn't, you know, X day. I think he can beat those guys. He kind of has to beat Poulter. The challenge is then he runs into Rom, but I could certainly see a Rory Rom elite eight matchup. And that's what ends up being the winner here because both of them, if they get through, I think they get through to the finals and then it's, you know, it's tough to imagine someone beating them. It's, you know, there's lots of great guys on the other side of the bracket, but I do think uh, those guys both set up well to take this whole thing down. Rory has been looking for a spot to get right. What better way when you don't have to worry about necessarily leaderboards and what's going on anywhere else, except what's right in front of you one-on-one in a game that you don't even have, you know, you can shoot a five, but if it beats a six, it's still a win, you know, move I, on to the next hole. So I do like that setup for him as well. I think Rory's a fade for me 
this week because I mean you look at the group you know you got Cam Lanto a couple of young bucks who want to make a name for themselves you know what I'm saying you love the mullet by the way though yeah 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 yeah. and Rory's playing like dog shit right now you know what I'm saying like he's playing pretty horribly like I know he's had some decent finishes but his game overall especially the wedge play the wedge play has been straight up fucking garbage for Rory for a minute now okay and the thing is you know, there's a lot of wedges here. Uh, and, and going up against these this group, Cam could go in. Cam could be that second guy in your lineup again. I don't hate that. Um, Poulter, another good cheap play here. Uh, I think Roy's a fade for me. I like the other guys here in this lineup this week. Let's go ahead to the next group. Group 12. Man, this one, who knows on this one? We got Finau. We got Willie's Finau at 92, Willie Z at 79, Kokrak at 75, Fratelli at 65. This is another group where I think you can go cheap, where shit can happen. You know what I'm saying? Fratelli at 6,500, I think is not the worst play in the world against a group like this. Now, I do like Willie Z. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to iron play, he's one of the best out there. He shows no fear on tour. You know what I'm saying? This could be the spot where he really makes a national acclaim with his name. You know, all of us love him, uh, but this could be his spot right here. I sort of like Willie Z and Fratelli. Who do you like? I like this whole group. I really like, um, you know, the setup for it. You just talked a little bit about it, but uh, they'll go up against the Bryson Fleetwood Siwoo Rosner group, which I think this group can beat. And I'll get to some of the guys in a second and why. But then after that, they'll go up against like who? Answer, Hovland, Streelman, Morikow, Horschel, Homa. Like they really have a nice path here as well. So uh, there's a lot of guys in here and good reason to like them. I like the ones you mentioned. I like Fina. Fina, you know, regardless of popularity or whatever, you know, this would be another spot, the same type of thing. Uh, Think about back to his Vegas money game days all match play heads up like this is sort of his deal again much like why i like rory and i know you don't but in the previous group i think the change changes everything the change of format uh, i think that matters more fina has been great in pretty much every format but i think that this would be a good spot to break free from that and break free from the slump he's you know seen it a couple times most of his group hasn't seen it at all for telly saw it back in 2018 everyone else is getting here for the first time but like you said guys that want to make a name Kokrak, for telly uh, for telly bounce back would certainly be something, you know, everyone, I liked him last week quite a bit at 8,200. He had the setup for it, the course history um, for courses that were course comps and things like that. It just didn't come through. But before that 22nd, Zalatoris, 21st, uh, Kokrak, 9th, 8th, and 9th. So Kokrak could get some love in here based on recent form, but I do like Finau and, and wonder how many people will go to this when you, there's all those other guys to like in that price range for people to start their lineups with, you know, even though they got to play someone from this quadrant, this portion of it, I, I do think that, uh, that could be a spot that goes overlooked. So I, 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 I like loading up on this group is what I will say. I like going group five and group 12. I think like, I think the winner, I think that that route to the final eight uh, won't be as difficult for these eight golfers than it is for the other eight golfers in each other type of sweet 16 quadrant. If you know what I'm talking about, uh, I know it's sort of confusing, but I, I like group five and group 12 is pounding a lot of these. Uh, like, like I said, Rosner down below the cheap guys for Telly, because this is, I think this is a spot where the road to the eighth is, it, it, it could be a little bit easier for, especially for guys who are going to be very, very low owned um, in this range. And I think there's a couple of them with Fratelli and, and Rosner. All right, let's go to the next group. We got group 13, uh, Hovland at 94, Answer at 77, uh, Streelman at 63. Leesberger at 62. Uh, I like that answer a little bit here. Uh, who do you like? Oh, yeah. Like him. Yeah, that's the guy, man. We we like him. I, he might be popular. Both of us like him already. You know, born in Texas. People know that already. But uh, just the fact of, you know, the setup for him, I, I think it looks pretty good. 17th here. Last time out, uh, Twenty, you know, 22, 18 are his last two starts coming in. The ball striking looks good. I think him and Hovland would be the guys for me. Obviously, Streelman and Beesberger, it's, it's match play. Anything could happen, but um, I like answer for the upset here. I, I like answer all the way through, actually, to uh, at least the Elite Eight, if not um, further on my unbiased first look, just circle names and go. He's the guy that stood out to me. Hovland, for you know good reason behind him. But Hovland, to me, is kind of like what you talked about with Rory earlier. Has great finishes, but he can make a lot of mistakes you know, in here and there. And then what ends up happening because of that it can be a, a big fallout in something like match play. And I, again, I don't think he'll get too popular, so don't hate going that route. This is certainly the easiest way to get through. Like somewhere in this range, in this of, of the entire tournament, I think this is the spot where 
people have the easiest path, right? In these two groups down here. All right, next group, group 14. Uh, I have no idea what to do with this group. You're going to have to help me because, I mean, you've got Berger at 9K, English at 73, uh, Brendan Todd at 64, EVR at 64. Um, who do you like? I think I, I got to go Berger in this one, but I'm not sure. Brendan Todd can putt. Um, who do you like? I do wonder a little about the Berger injury. I just think he automatically gets picked oh, I forgot there. about that. I forgot about that. That actually makes a huge difference. If, if he does that, what was it? A back injury? Do you I remember? It was rib. No, rib, rib, rib. rib. He, well, he that's, just, rib. that's almost just as bad when you got to torque your body. That could be tough for him. Uh, I mean, yeah, he played, he played through it and got ninth with the players. So it's like, a, you know, how bad was it? He took a week off. Now it means two weeks off, right? To, to lead up to the Wednesday, or a week and a half almost. So I don't know. Uh, it's tough to say. I don't think this group will be very popular at all, though, because of what they go up against with Rom, right? Assuming Rom gets through and we're making way too many assumptions. There's just, he's my favorite to win. So that's where I'm going to be talking in that light. Obviously Palmer, Lowry, Munoz wouldn't be as scary to get through. So I don't hate it. This would be a contrarian group to play with. And I, and I think um, Berger for sure. And then maybe a little Harris English, uh, you know, people will go away from that. I think no one's really <coughs> ever too high on English, but uh, you know, English sets up well, and he was playing some really great golf. It's not like he was bad his last time out finished 26th, but you know, just uh, in general, he seems to have let off the gas a little bit from what we'd seen previous where you and I were, you know, is, is what we're we saying is English, the new web basically is where we were going with it when he got that win back there uh, two or three months ago now. So uh, I don't know what, what else, anything else to like about this group EVR I mean, as a this, sleeper, maybe this, this group could be the full fade group because I do like Rom as well. And so if I'm going to play a shit ton of Rom, I'm not going to play anyone from this group, uh, you know, more than likely just because uh, you know, you want the guys to be able to meet uh, you know, in the, in the elite eight, uh, not in the final four, when you do your lineup construction or not in the sweet 16. So uh, this could be a full fade group for me, along with this next group coming up group 15 who is up against the group of death in the sweet 16 um narrative here so the next group is going to be spieth at 93 fitzpatrick at 87 connors at 78 and wolf at 69 again this could be a fade for me i I like fitzy around the green um and putting i might have a few shares with him when i you know and then when i'm not having too much of a the other three guys in the group above them, the JT, Kisner, Usti lineup. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to have one of those three in all of my lineups. So this group's another full fade for me. Yeah, and it ties in back. If you haven't got it yet, I mean, that's obviously what we were saying with that last group, where if you've got ROM heavy, you're not going to have a bunch of the guys from the Burger English, et cetera, group anyway, because it just doesn't work out. Now, back to that for one second. I just thought of something at the end there with group 14, Kenny, was EVR as a sleeper where I do feel like myself included as, as others will be ROM heavy, a way to hedge out of that a little bit or have some lineups off of ROM would be, in my opinion, to use a guy like EVR. And when do we say to play EVR? We talk about this all the time. WGCs, strong fields, cheaper price tags. All yeah, those well, things the thing, line the up. Thing about e- another thing about EVR is the guy has, the reason why he struggles sometimes on stroke play events is he has like eights and like nines and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he, he has blow up holes. Blow poles in this format, it's just one hole you lost. It doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, so I do like that, you know, and if I'm not playing ROM in a lineup, that could be a good play to go with when you because it's going to be cheap uh, and you need some cheap guys uh, in here. So on the lineups without ROM, I think you could definitely uh, make, make an appearance uh, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Uh, when it yeah. comes down to it. That's where I was going with it too. Exactly. You're not yeah. going to naturally, yeah. if you've got a lot of ROM, you won't have a lot of that group, but if you're going to have a lot of ROM, that's a good way to get around controlling it a little bit. Again, if it all goes to hell, you're screwed anyway. So that's, you'll move on to next week. But the point is you're building accordingly and that's a way to have something against it where you're not completely dead if ROM fails there. So getting on to the next group, you mentioned group 15 here. It definitely is a tougher group to pick between. I had uh, Fitz and Connors down i'm never a big speed guy i get it he's played here he's texting you know 24 17 30th ninth finally playing a little bit better he's back etc etc we've heard it all uh good for him and this to your point you know he's usually the blow-up hole guy that won't matter so i like that aspect of it again i don't like that they go up against the next group anyway uh, i think i would play a guy like fitz who's on a path of changed his name today by the way i saw it he's not matthew fitzpatrick anymore he's matt 
Fitzpatrick. So all the gear says it. So it will be a Matt versus Matthew battle here when he plays Matthew Wolf. But uh, coming off 9th, 10th, 11th, 5th, and 17th, got some form. We know he plays tougher courses. Well, he can do his thing around them. So I, I think, you know, you just look at the places he's shown up recently and it lines up. And then Connors, man, 7th and 3rd, ball striking. The putter always will worry you. Again, not going to be too crazy on this group, but they stood out to me as guys that just won't be too popular. I, I don't know, maybe Fitz gets popular, but I, I kind of like Fitz here. Uh, if Again, if I'm heavy on that group up top, which I am in JT, Usti, Kisner, etc., with Kucher there, I, I think that that's a spot where this would be your guy to go against it with, would be Fitzpatrick. He's a guy that could just grind it out, make it through, and see himself in the you know semifinals or something. All right, let's move to the final group here. It's going to be um, Sungjae. He's going to be 8,800. Henley at 75. Leishman at 68. Perez at 66. Um, again, this group is going up against uh, the DJ group in the next round. Um, if you're not going to go DJ, I sort of like the cheap guys here. Uh, Perez, uh, who made that putt, who, who's a fighter on the European tour. I could see him doing well in this type of an event. And I like Leish with a good track record. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The track record with leash. I didn't think of that'd be a way to go against it for sure. And someone who I don't think will be too popular to be honest, coming in off a couple of miscuts. I do like um, the thought process you had there, because if they get through yes, in the quarters, they're going to have to meet up with Webb, Casey Hatton, Sergio types, whatever, whoever gets through, which makes it difficult to go all the way. But if you, like you said, if you like DJ to dominate that first group, I, man, I just got a feeling DJ doesn't win that group. I don't know why it's just a gut feel. Um, something silly will happen long or McIntyre or nah can get through. And then we've got a, a problem on our hands there, but just the way I feel with this group, it's Perez for me. You mentioned it. I love that made the cut on the number with the big long putt and then had himself a weekend. Uh, our guy, Martin Matthews, Sundog monkey talked to us about Rory McIlroy's old caddy being on his bag. And that's certainly been coming through. He's got a great little run of events going right now, including the ninth at the players. So he's a cheap guy. I can get behind. Can he beat a Nah or a DJ or a, whoever gets through there? Yeah, I think he can, especially a match play. So then it would have to be him versus like a hat and Sergio Webb or Casey. I'm using my guys on my sheet, but I'm just saying that's a spot where again, it's one-on-one. I think it could happen. So I like him. And I, and I also like him, Sungjae M that is, and you got the, you know, 28th, 21st, 17th and eighth talk about trending up. Last week looked like to me, and we watched him live. I, I talked about at the top of the show, Kenny, uh, when he won it here last year at the Honda last year. I didn't see that game at all. I saw a few made putts that looked like it, but I, you know, I thought it was like B or C game for Sungjae, and he still finishes eighth. Obviously, the field's weak, but we're coming off of 17th, 21st, and 28th the weeks before leading up. I, I mean, he's dangerous too. And then, I, if I recall, I can't remember 100%, but wasn't he really good at the, at the President's Cup? Uh, didn't he beat beat, who did he beat justin thomas i I forget everybody i thought he'd be like everybody wasn't he just dominant i think it was wasn't it him and answer speaking back to our our love for answer earlier so yeah him and answer uh you know different groups all together imagine an inverse answer semi-final matchup you know that could be interesting but uh yeah i don't know do you want to make uh do you have anything else on this group and then i was gonna say i mean here's the thing in that quadrant up top on a top left group one group 16 group nine and group eight uh the thing about that is if you don't think dj's gonna win uh you know you you going with the, the cheap guys here or like uh, the thing about the group fifth group 16 and group eight is the top guys are like 8k 8800 8700 uh you know you can go one of those guys and then, you know say like you go sungjay and then you can go wallace um you know in, in that other group uh in the bottom and have those guys play out and that's only about 1500 15,000. Uh, when it comes to your, uh, I guess, 16,000, when it comes to your draft games. Or you can go, you know, uh, where is it? You can go Leishman at like 68 and then play Hatton up top. And that's going to be, you know, it's it, that that type of lineup construction when it comes to pricing leaves it wide open for the rest of your four golfers to pick who you want. Uh, I think this is a good place to go about that type of range with the two cheap guys or the the, the top guys being so cheap in those two um, in those two groups uh, and you can really get a, a, a way to make your lineups a little bit easier to create. 
uh, in that rig, going with you know uh, a hat and a, and a leash or something like that um, in those in those groups that are going to meet up in the elite eight, uh, and then one of those guys goes to the final four, and then you can go ahead and put in Rom, you can go ahead and put in Usti uh, in, in the other range, you know, and then you can go ahead and put in like uh, let me look here like an answer in the other range and then throw in one more guy. You got still got plenty of room in your salary cap because again, this whole event when it comes to DraftKings is going to be based on line of construction. That's just the way it, it, it works. Uh, you can't afford all the great players. Uh, and the thing is leaving money on the table, not the worst thing in the world. So that's all I got to say about the DraftKings um, portion of this pod. Let's get the bets. Who you got, Tampa? Did you want to make a bold prediction? beforehand I, I got, got well, well who do you got who do you got winning it or who do you want to call the finals and a winner oh uh, okay you got, the, I mean, you got I, the you got the grid up there you can look at it and I take do. a minute i have the I'll, grid uh, i'll do finals. mine i'll do mine first if you want okay okay good I, I got the battle of spain in the finals i got sergio versus rom and then rom takes it down okay i'm gonna go i like rom i think rom's i'm with you on rom um, so it's, I think Rom and answer in the oh, finals, that'd be a good one too. Rom and answer in the finals, uh, is what we're going to do. Okay. And, and with Rom winning, uh, yeah, Rom winning or the answer upset. No, no, you know, answer, answer upset. I'm going answer upset because I'm not going to bet Rom because just 12 to one is just too short in hey, an event like this. Some it's people too... speaking of speaking of bets will segue. Some people do have Rom at 15 to one. And that was to uh, me an an auto bet for me. Like I'd say almost like JT at 20 or uh, Brooks at 30. I just saw that and was like, I got to try it. So I've got rum funny enough. So I took Sergio. I did this based on my, you know, I looked at he's 40 to one and I did this based on looking at the bracket and trying to get a little bit of action here, but not too much beforehand. And then I got uh, answer. Funny enough. You said that he's the guy that I had against Sergio in my semis. So I bet him as well and then the only other guy i'd bet which was the pre-bet to the tournament was webb and and i know webb and sergio will cancel each other out there that's kind of not ideal but again i don't hate that like if webb or sergio got through i think that it's against not or dj so i could certainly see them going on based on again just looking at my charts i'm making up shit but i'm saying why i like the bets that i do so four bets for me there kenny webb answer sergio and rom all right i'm going usti 42 to 1 um, Kisner 60 to one answer 50 to one. And then two bombs, Poulter 120 to one Ortiz 120 to one. And then I got plus 1200 on the last two Poulter and Ortiz to make the quarterfinals. <sighs> Let me just see this for two seconds. Answer. Rom answer Sergio. Oh, wow. That's perfect for what I'm about to do live then, because you you've sold me on Ortiz here. Mm-hmm. And I just and I just noticed in looking at my bets, I don't have a bet. Not that you need one, I'm saying, but I don't actually have a bet from that quadrant. So why mm-hmm. not pick a long shot from there? And I've got 110, probably lost a good number earlier, but I'm gonna hit that live just because uh why not is realistically my thought. Why right? so, the fuck not? I hear you. So five I, bets I'm... and that one's decent. I like Chairman Ortiz, man. I really like his game. So um yeah. I'm with you on that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to throw those two uh, quarterfinal bets on there for Ortiz and Poulter. All right, one and done. Uh, I haven't used ROM, so I'm probably going to use them. Uh, yeah, I think I actually have used ROM, so I'll likely uh, I'll likely try out Sergio here just I'm predicting him on the other side in the Battle of Spain. All right, that sounds good. Uh, you know, that's going to be it for this week. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article every week on gupscorner.com. Uh, I'll probably go over a little bit more of this tomorrow night on the E9 podcast. You can check my article out on there. We got some cool stuff going up uh, leading up to the Masters. We're giving away a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, make sure you check out the site and check my Twitter feed for promo codes. Tambo. Yeah, you just always find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you have any questions or also the same tag in the Roto-Grinders Discord. Talked about it at the top, but again, head on over to rotogrinders.com slash DGen. Get yourself 10 bucks off the first month. This is the week to sign up. Want to go check it out? I'll have my lineup HQ show on there tomorrow showing you exactly how to group all these guys. So if you only have 10 minutes on hand that you want to just put all these guys in and see some lineups spit out and then pick through the ones you like, that's basically what I'll be showing you how to do exactly with the groupings, the settings, all that you need to make sure that you have lineups that can get them 
to the profit, you know, house at the end, if you want to call it that, where you've got guys lining up that they all can meet up in the final four and moving on from there and none of the stuff where they're going to cross over. So check it out. Should be a lot of fun this week. Kenny, take us home. Should be a fun week. I love this type of match play format, a little grinding, uh, decent TV. TV can be a little bit better, but it's March Madness, baby. Let's win some motherfucking money. Degen Nation. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.